Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast once again. And uh, we've been bringing you a series of studies now on the Satan, the God of this world. And we were looking in our last study about how Satan hinders, hinders our folks. That's right. How Satan's business to, to uh, snare our folks and to reproach uh, God's people. Now let's go a step further and we see in Revelation 12.10 that Satan accuses the believer. That's right. Satan accuses the believer for, now look at Revelation 12:10. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. We found in our first study that Satan has access to the presence of God. And as he comes into the presence of God, he accuses God's children. Oh, listen, listen, folks, watching our lives, he'll take everything we do, even the good that we do, if we can do any such thing, and twist it and warp it because he can't tell the truth and accuse us to the Father. Our only hope is that we're under the blood. Now, that's my hope this morning, under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can just picture in my mind how much how much uh, fodder I have for old Satan to go temp- to uh, accuse me to the Lord. Lord, and so much that he can see in my life that's not pleasing to the Lord, and he grabs a hold of those things, runs up there, and says, let me tell you about old Pendarvis. Let me tell you about that old trailblazer. Let me tell you about this, and let me tell you about that, just like he did about old Job. But you know what? My sins are under the blood. That's the reason I've made the statement over and over again that I need a Savior today as much as I did the day he saved me, even greater. Satan is a constantly accusing me and you and especially those of us who stand true to God's word especially those of us who stand behind the pulpit and uh, and and bring God's word I'll acknowledge that he has much ground to do so that's right but my resting place is in the Lord and my substitute my surety rest at the right hand of God that's right and I praise the Lord that he looks at me in Christ as my righteousness, then Satan will come and slander God to the believer by whispering to him that God will no longer answer your prayers. God doesn't love you. So on and so on, off and on and on. Now let's notice another fact in Satan's fight upon the believer and how Christ delivers us from Satan's attack and turns it to our good and for God's glory. Let us turn now to Luke twenty-two thirty-one. And the Lord saith, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for ye, for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Here we have Satan coming to Christ, asking a request of him. And that request is that he might have Simon Peter to sift him like he would wheat. And Christ granted Satan's request. Let's notice these truths. First, Satan cannot touch one of God's children until God gives him permission. Secondly, Christ uses that Christ uses it for His glory and for His good of the for the good of the believer when He turns him over to Satan to sift him. Peter had had become so self-sufficient; he was puffed up with pride. How about how about you, my friend? How about you, believer? Are you are you? Uh, walking around uh, thinking you somebody come? You think you're above, above sin? 
Are you like the old Pharisee? I'm not, a, I'm not like that old publican standing over there in the corner. But that's what he does. He's all puffed up with pride. And when Satan got through with him, we find him at the wailing wall. That was talking about old Peter. He was puffed up with pride. But when the Lord got through with him, after Satan had uh, caused him to, to question the Lord, he went out and bemourned his sins. And the next thing, the next time we see Peter, he's at the, we find him at the Lord's, after the resurrection, Peter t- he said, Peter, I want to tell it. The Lord said, Peter, tell Peter I want to see him. I'll, I'll, write, I'll read it right in just a moment. The Lord said, Peter, uh, I want to tell Peter I want to see him. Satan made sure he could wreck forever the testimony of old Peter. You see how the Satan tempts me? See how Satan tempts my twist my tongue up here many times? I wish you'd pray for me. You, if you know the Lord, would you just stop and pray for the old trailblazer that, that that Satan would be held back, be restrained? Listen now, listen. Don't don't get away from it. He said. He said, "Tell Peter I want to see him." Satan made sure he 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 just he just knew in his heart he could wreck old Peter. But when he got through with Peter, instead of wrecking him, it was used of God to strengthen Peter and to deliver him from certain sin. And knowing wherein he fell, he could warn others. It's not a pleasant thing when ta- God turns one of His children over to Satan to be sifted. No, it's not. It's not a pleasant thing, my friend. Listen now, would you, would you guard your, tes- your testimony? Would you guard your tongue? That's right. Our tongues are so deceitful. Our, they have. They are. I've been promising our folks here that I'm going to bring a message one day at the 11 o'clock hour on the long tongue. Yes, that's right. The Bible says the tongue is, a, is set on fire. But now let's listen. Let's notice this fact found in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Satan can bumfuzzle us all he wants to, but God's word's going out regardless. That's right. 2 Corinthians 12, 7, that God uses Satan to buffet his children. And listen, let me read that verse for you. And lest I should be exalted, this is Apostle Paul speaking, above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. That's what Paul said. He said above measure. If you read the 12th chapter of Second Corinthians, you'll find that Paul was permitted to have special revelations of the glory land. And then he said, lest he should be exalted, lest he could go around puffed up with pride or let pride get the best of him. God gave him a thorn in the flesh, which was a messenger of Satan to buffet him. That word buffet means to strike a blow with a hand or with a fist or to beat or to fight with blows or to force. Listen, the purpose of this was to keep Paul humble at the feet of Christ. Every believer knows that God honors and uses for his glory to any extent is given a thorn in the flesh. To the purpose of which is to keep him humble, that he may be, that he may never forget from whence he was delivered and and what he was delivered from. No, God gives such a one a thorn in the flesh according to his will, whatever it is. Whatever it is, maybe it's a messenger of Satan. Maybe it's uh, some old she-devil there in the congregation that's always uh, warped and twisted. Maybe it's uh, uh, any, it could be anything, my friend. It's not it's not a thorn as we speak of off of a thorn bush. No, sir. It's a thorn in the flesh, always there. It never gets well. It all never heals up. And God gives that to keep us humble. 
Would you ask the Lord to keep you humble? We have so much teaching and preaching today on the dignity of man, all but deified. Man is all but deified. In the generation uh, that we're in now, we hear so much about the higher life, the greater prayer life, the uh, speaking in tongues and all of those things till it's nauseating. It is. What we need today is to preach man down, not up. Let's put man in his rightful place. Man has to be beaten down and kept prostrated at the feet of Christ in the dust of ashes and repentance. This means that the saint and the sinner, God has to come there before he ever gets saved, and the saint has got to live there if God uses him for his glory. The born-again believer must never forget who he was and what he was and the judgment he was under before God ever saved him. Let man begin to look upon himself with pride and that's the very moment he starts on the toboggan slide to the place of unusefulness. That's right. The Lord can't use you. The born-again believer must remember that he's, he is not the blessing, but he's the only the channel through which the blessing passed. That's right. God is the blesser. And if Satan can choke that channel with pride and unbelief and unconfessed sin, then God can't use you, my friend. But if that individual... You out there, my friend, if you know the Lord, if you're kept broken at the feet of Christ because the sacrifices of God are a broken heart and a contrite spirit, a broken heart is one that is poured out before God, and many times God has to use a messenger of Satan to break him. This individual only can God use. That's right. That's right. Now let's notice another aspect of Satan's character set forth in the Scriptures. In James 2.19 we read, Thou believest that there is one God, thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. We see from this Scripture that Satan is a coward. The Word says he believes and trembles. Satan believes the Bible, knows it's God's Word, and even though he deceives you and makes you doubt it or disbelieve it, and throw it, wants to throw it overboard. Now, why does Satan tremble? It's because he's guilty. Satan is a majestic being. He's a mighty being, but he's a coward because he's guilty. Listen, he's guilty. That's right. But to resist the devil will cause him to flee from you. Now, how do you resist him? I wish you'd listen here in our closing moment. How do you resist the devil? You resist him with the word of God. Thus it is written, Christ said to Satan, you resist him by the blood of God. In Revelation 12, 9 we read, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. How many times have I stood in battle array against the onslaught of Satan and fought him with God's word, pled the shed blood against him? Listen, born-again believer. Listen, awakened sinner. Your only hope is to stand on blood covenant ground hebrews 13 20 we're no match for satan we can conquer him but we can conquer him and overcome him resist him through the atoning blood of the son of god as our substitute i know what it is to plead his blood in victory over satan my friend that's right the only hope that you and i have is the shed blood of the lord jesus christ and i, I bring that to you today in closing the message oh satan is a coward that's right. He's a double coward. He can't stand. He says he trembled, but uh, he's he's uh, 
He has a snare set for you. Oh, he's a sly old devil. He's cunning and sharp and subtle. But listen, you know, the only weapon that will prevail against Satan is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He can't stand the blood. No, you, you, if he comes on you like a roaring lion, you just plead the blood. He comes up to you whispering, oh, you know that sin back there. You know that life that you live. But you know what you can tell Satan? Go to hell. Go to hell where you're going to go one of these days on a permanent basis. Satan never has been in hell. No, he's never been there. But one day he'll be there. But when he comes there whispering to you, you know what you tell him? My believer friend, maybe you all bowed down with the weight and load of sin. Maybe your life has been uh, uh, racked and ruined by trials and tribulations. You tell old Satan, look, take that up with my Savior. Take all those sins up with my Lord. Because he covered them under his blood. Now, he took them. I don't know what he did with them. He said he took them to the, uh, in the depths of the sea. He said he cast them behind his back where he could no longer see them. But you take it up with the Lord. You take it up, Satan. Go on now. Rage on all you want to. And you can't defeat God's child but, uh, because of blood. Of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my only hope. One day Christ died for me. Gave me uh, the confidence, the assurance, gave me the faith to lay hold of the promises of God, setting forth that Christ is my Redeemer. There on the cross of Calvary. Oh, they, they mocked him and scorned him, and Satan was there. That's right. Satan wanted him to come down off the cross. Satan attempted every way he could to defeat our blessed Lord before he ever went to the cross. But now, now he's uh, after you and me day by day. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And he knows exactly how to tempt you. He knows the, the bait to put out in front of you to cause you to slip and to stumble. Oh, I wish you had paid much attention, my friends, as we go on into these messages, setting forth old Satan, the old deceiver. This is the Trailblazer broadcast coming to a close. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis reminding you that our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Sit down and write us a letter. Help us with the broadcast, if you would. Tell me, Pastor, I'm standing behind you. I, I appreciate the messages, old trailblazer. We're standing with you. Would you do that? And uh, until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 